Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey guys. Oh, it's Monday. Happy Monday. I'm Linda, your host of 90 Day, The Melanated Way. I'm a little discombobulated, but I'll get myself together. Uh, shout out to Mary, Tenny, Rudella. Why did I say it like that, Rudella? No one knows. Linda, Lydia, Devin, Brianna, Crystal, Nicole, Jean, Amanda, and Julissa. Y'all have been riding with me, and I totally appreciate it. I have a big bruise on my leg, and it's distracting me, so... Anywho, uh, we made it. It's a new week. It's almost the end of January. Like, I don't know where the time all went. Shout out to the live chat. Hey, Lydia, Amanda, Belly, Crystal, Raydella. Shout out to y'all. A um, couple of things uh, before we get started with the show. First, there are the poll questions at the bottom of the screen. There are four poll questions. So don't forget to answer the questions and we'll address them at the end of the show. Uh, second, there's a call of action, has to do with one of the questions, so go ahead and take a peek at that, and we'll talk about that as well at the end of the show. Uh, overall thoughts, this show was juicy, y'all. It was so juicy, and I was so about it. There's so much drama, and I just, FYI, had a busy 90 day. Like, today was all the drama, so Wednesday show, which I want to talk about, actually, is gonna be lit but here's the thing Wednesday's also the inauguration so do we want to move Wednesday show to Friday do we want to do that and have like a Friday 90 day news and gossip show as we've done before thinking about that you guys let me know um in the live chat and we'll decide at the end of the show whether we have it on Wednesday or if we just uh, have it on Friday yeah it's in the afternoon, but I'm thinking like Wednesday, people just are going to want to talk all things inauguration and new president and all of that. But you guys let me know. I'll do it either way. Uh, Raydell says I have enough going on on Friday. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll talk about it. So that was the first thing. The second thing is y'all make sure that you are following all of our socials. So all the 90 day stuff, because we are breaking news left, right and center, like breaking news, breaking news, left, right and center. And it's been a doozy today. So I am just absorbing it all. I've been holding on to some tea. I've been releasing it bit by bit, but it's like, non it's been nonstop, nonstop between Larissa and Jess, the only fans thing that just keeps leaking and leaking and leaking. And then now I just have some minty tea. Like I just, it's you know, I can keep up and I do keep up, but whoa. Also, um, tomorrow's show, uh, la, 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 la. Tomorrow's show, I have a special guest, Evelyn, who was also on um, American Idol. 
and uh, has a beautiful voice. So she's going to be our special guest for tomorrow. She's going to be on at 8 o'clock. And I know we do 90 Day Bears All as well. So I'm going to have an extended show. That first hour is going to be dedicated to uh, getting to know Evelyn a little bit more in her new music. You've heard of any of her new music. It's amazing. Uh, so I want to talk to her a little bit about that. And, you know, obviously some 90 Day stuff. And then I'll get into Bears All. Um, yeah, so live chat's going crazy, so it's great. So that's what we're going to do tomorrow. So this week is going to be a little different. We're going to be fluid and flexible, as as we all are. So today's show, normal. Tomorrow's show is going to start at 8, and it's going to go till 10. And then on Wednesday, we'll decide if we're having a Wednesday show on Wednesday or Friday. All right. Today's show, crazy, Okay. My overall thoughts was I loved all the tea, I loved all the drama, I loved all the juice, and I just think, like, it's just getting better and better. Don't know about y'all, but I was like, oh, no, to all of the couples. Oh, no, let's not all get involved in all this drama, but we will. So the title was appropriate, You So Bad Boy. They start off with Brandon and Julia, and the parents are going away for the night. Now, I don't know if you guys noticed, but... They brought two suitcases. Where are y'all going? Like, I pack crazy. I pack crazy. I'm a last-minute packer, even if I'm going for, like, a month. I'm the worst. I hate packing. But I know that if I'm going overnight, I just need, like, a little, an overnight bag. I don't need suitcases. And those fools didn't even stay, like, the whole day the next day. They were back bright and early. I was like, okay, so wait. What is happening with you guys? Because, honestly... Ron and Betty, I was kind of digging you in the beginning. I was thinking, okay, you guys are very much about rules and family and the farm and all of that stuff. But the more I get to know you, you know, I'm side-eyeing you a little bit. Like, um, what, what, like, what, what's your story? Because your story isn't adding up as far as I'm concerned. So as soon as they leave, um, you finally got to see Brandon and Julia feel like they were happy and got to spend some time alone together. And, you know, my question to you guys is the whole, how long have we been watching 90 Day Fiance? The whole point of 90 Day and the title is that this couple has been afar and now they're together and they have 90 days to see if they like each other. And I feel like Brandon's parents do not want them to spend those 90 days together. And it's all of a sudden an issue. You guys knew it was 90 days, 90 days to get married. So can they have a little bit of time to get to know each other in person and actually see if this is going to work so that they can make their lifetime decision? Do you know what I mean? But no. So they get this night together and uh, they get naked in the hot tub and have a little jiggy jiggy and they're both super excited and they're both really happy just to spend some time together. And how sad is that when you live in the same house when, you know, you don't feel like you get enough time together because, you know, old Betty, and I don't mean old in the age, but I just mean, you know, good old girl, uh, Betty and Ron aren't having it. So they come back the next day. And this is the other thing I don't like. Betty is really, she treats them like children. And I say this all the time. But Brennan's 27. He's not 19. He's not 21. He's 27, which is close to 30. Okay? Julia, I thought was 25, but the fans tell me she's 27. 
So either way, 25 or 27, you're closer to 30 than you are to 20. And you already have parents, so you don't need to be treated like a child. But Betty decides that she's going to treat them like children. And I almost felt she was like, time out, time out. I need to talk to you. And they have rules about the hot tub. And I loved what Julia said. So your rule, first of all, what was the problem? You took, this is what I can't stand, okay? And I know it could be about learning the lesson, but you do that when they're children. So the hot tub cover was a little bit pushed in. She could have just pulled it down, right? And be done with it. But no, she left it. She looked at it, didn't like it, left it, brought the two over like they were children and showed them this is a problem, okay? How about just fix it and tell them, hey, you know what? Last time you left, left the like top part on a little crooked, could you just make sure that it's all the way down? You know, we want to keep our things nice. Easy breezy, right? But no. Then she was like, and did you have clothes on in the hot tub? Because the water's a little cloudy. And they're like, no. And so the rule is no clothes in the hot tub. And Julia brought up a great point. So you don't want us and you don't allow us to sleep in the same room, but you're going to say that we can be naked together in the hot tub. The hypocrisy. The hypocrisy. Really. And I was so glad that Julia stood up for herself. Now, Brandon, on the other hand, I have a whole issue with him, but I'm going to get to him in a minute. Um, Crystal said she had to lift it early, so... Then did she redo the flap that way? <laughs> yeah, she did. You know she did. Because how did she know the water was cloudy? Yeah, she did. She quickly peeked in. Didn't like that either. Put her whole situation together to scold them. And scolding them is really the appropriate word. Um, and then, so Betty says that this is not, she doesn't want to know. And she's like, oh, and nothing else goes on there. And you know what I mean. And I felt she should have been like, wink, wink. We all know you were talking about sex because you're, you know, a blocker of your son's love. And she's like, yeah, this is not an entertainment hot tub. It's a therapy hot tub. Stop it. Just stop it. Betty, just stop it. Betty is too busy. Betty is a busy body. Betty the busybody, Betty Betty. Doesn't make sense, but it makes sense to me. In that she's doing the most all the time. She's too in her son's business as far as I'm concerned. She has the, the per okay, so here I go again with <laughs> trying to give a saying, and I know you guys are going to know what I'm trying to say. But you know when they pull, is it you pull the purse rings tight? She's like has them in, like on a leash. She wants to like rein him in, keep him, I don't know, like clutching the pearls, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, but she has him on a tight leash and she doesn't want him to grow up and she doesn't want him to be doing anything at all. It's, it's like bizarre. It's bizarre. Like your son's 27, dude, like 27, 27. Um, and then I felt like Brandon had no backbone. So He's standing there being scolded and he just looks at her and Julia is the only one that says anything and he just stands there looking at her. I was like, you know what? You need to grow some and really, really quickly. And I'll talk about that more as we move on. Um, so it's the next day. 
It's 7.30. 7.30 is early for a lot of people, myself included. And uh, Ron's mad now. So we've got Betty all mad. Now Ron's mad because he feels like Brandon isn't helping. And all he's doing is waking up, bringing Julia tea and not handling his responsibilities. And he feels like Brandon has changed and he's mad. And he feels like Julia has been living there rent free and she's not contributing and it's just a mess. And we need to talk to them after dinner tonight. I was like, first of all, not everyone's a morning person. Julia didn't sign up for the farm life and not everyone wants that farm life. And it's okay if she doesn't want it and if she doesn't like it, that should be okay. Um, And then I was like, this is my question. What did y'all do before she got there? Like, I understand chipping in, okay? I think that if you stay at anyone's place for an extended period of time, and I've had people stay with me plenty of time, and it does get irritating if you're, like, still running your household and they're just laying around doing nothing. I totally get that. I think that they could come to an understanding. Like, maybe uh, maybe she does the dishes or maybe she walks the dogs, which we'll talk about shortly. Maybe she does whatever to contribute, but for her... For them to expect her to be a literally a farmhand is not okay. It's just not okay. She didn't sign up for this. She didn't say, hey, for my room and board, I'll be your farmhand. She never said that. You just expect it from her and you expect it from your son. What are y'all going to do when your son moves out? What did you do before Julia got there? And have we forgotten that they have 90 days? Like, think about when you guys, you guys have been married for however long. Think about when you guys first met. You want time together. They have 90 days to be together, get to know each other, and make a big decision. Give them those 90 days. Let's totally get into the live chat here. Um, Amanda says, if they wanted to have this freaking hobby farm, they need to put the work in. No one is making them do it. Ron and Betty are trying to get out of their responsibility. And Lydia said, and the guilt trip. Oh, hey, Jaleesa. Um, and then Jaleesa said they're treating them her like a servant. So, yeah. That's true. Crystal's asking, but what did Brandon tell them, though? And that could be the backstory. It could be like, hey, pay for a ticket and I'll make sure she helps around the farm. It could be something like that, that they had expectations. And I wouldn't put it, put, I wouldn't put it, put it, put it, put it. I wouldn't put it past Brandon because he has no backbone. He just says whatever makes the person happy. And then... Um, the next day and they get talked to again and this time it's both uh ron and betty sitting them down saying that they're not happy and here's the thing they're like we're not happy because you used to spend time with us and used to help around the farm and you are not um pulling your responsibilities okay so again 90 days for them to get to know each other so is this really about the farm work or is it about the fact that you're spending less time with your son? And I get it. You know, you're a close family. I get it. You want to spend time with your son, but like it's 90 days. You guys can figure it out. Plus what was that chick that you had come through ours, whatever her name is. 
but she helped. Where is she? Bring her back to help you. Because what I saw when they went to help was you guys dictating and them doing the work. So is this let's all work or let's separate them and have them work because it's our house and our rules? Because when I saw Betty drinking the tea and then tell Julia that she didn't have time to have tea, but hold my cup, I was like, that is so messed up. And then you're going to feed the goats, but you're not feeding the goats. You're just going to point to her and tell her what she should be doing. Um, it's a little shady. It's a little shady. It's a little shady. Like now you're shirking your responsibilities because that's what it looks like to me. So then uh, dad like lays in them. He's like, you need to do the business. You need to get up. You need to feed the animals. And it was funny because I know it was a, a, a poor choice of words, but did you guys remember? And do you guys remember hearing him saying, I'm out here doing animals? It just sounds wrong. Sounds wrong. I know it's just like, you know, I do it all the time where you say something, you're like, oh, wait a minute, what am I saying? But it stood out to me. I was like, ooh, that sounds terrible. And so he goes on to say that you can't make tea for Julia. Um, you can't do anything. You can't go in a room. Don't even stay in a room. Just get up and help us with the farm. And when Brandon broke down his day and he's like, well, then I get up at four or 5 a.m. I do farm work. I go to work from eight to five. I come home and do more farm work. So Julia has a point. When is it that you're going to spend time with me? When she was sitting with him and asking him like, hey, how did you feel about what they said after she walked away? He was like, yeah, well, you know, it's only for now. Give them a couple of days and they'll be fine. And, you know, it will get better. How will it get better if it's like this now? And just because you put a ring on it, then what? Do you know what I mean? Like, we need to address this. And, again, Brandon, nope. He was not trying to address anything. In fact, when the parents were yelling at them, did you notice that he threw Julie under the bus, which I thought was so spineless? He was like, yeah, well, when I bring her the tea, she's like, come back, come back, come back, stay with me. I was like, dude, just be a man. Be a man, balance your responsibilities with the love of, love of your life or the person that you're going to spend your life with. Balance it. Because when he went to camera and said, I wish someone would just tell me what to do, I was like, see, that says it all. It says it all because you don't have a spine and you don't know how to make your own decisions. And that's scary because now you're trying to save save your life you're trying to spend your life with the with this person and you don't know who you are as a person you can't make decisions for yourself so you just want someone to tell you what to do all the time brandon turn right brandon go to sleep brandon wake up brandon go feed the farm brandon don't bring tea here and i get it because your mom has you on that tight leash i get it but at what point do you break free and at what point do you say hey i'm almost 30 I should be making some decisions in my life. Uh, Julissa said he made me so mad. Amanda said he did. What a twerp. And Crystal said he throws her under the bus every time. 
And Jaleesa says, it's going to be a long, hard road, Julia, because this is foreshadowing a bunch of nonsense. Absolutely. Absolutely. If your man can't stand up for himself in front of his parents, or period, or make a decision, period, and deflects left, right, and center, it's going to be really, really a difficult road, a really difficult road. And so the next day, they wake up and... You know, Julia's going to try, she told him. It's 7 o'clock. They're drinking tea. She comes out, and they're acting like it's so late. It's 7 o'clock. Like, she's trying. Why are you guys sitting around? If you indeed wake up at 4 and 5 to feed the animals, and the animals have to eat at the same time every day, go ahead and do that. I'm sure there are other chores. It's It's a working farm that she can do. Why does she have to do exactly what you want her to do when you want her to do it. It makes no sense to me. It doesn't. And plus, did I say that she didn't sign up for this? Because she didn't. Anywho, uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that Brandon has no backbone? Do you think that Brandon should have said a little bit more to his parents? Do you think that Brandon should have actually said because he admitted this when Ron said, you know, this is all for you, the farm. And then Brandon said to camera, this was never his dream. His dream was, is Julia and to live and be with her. Do y'all not think that he should actually have that conversation with his parents instead of blaming Julia? Because when he didn't answer to the dad, I, that would be all the answer I need. Stop pushing this guy and, and hire some workers and keep your farm going and call it a day. But if Brandon is not going to be honest and open with his parents because he is fearful or, you know, he can't make a decision, then that's his issue. But unfortunately he's making his issue, Julia's issue. And the worst thing to do is say what he said, where we brought Julia into the farm and Julia is now changing the dynamics of the family. No, Brandon, it's because you're withholding information from your parents. You haven't told them what you really want in your life. You probably have told Julia, but you haven't told your parents because you don't have a backbone. And that's the problem. So until you stand up to your parents and say, hey, look, love the farm. Great that you build it. I'm super appreciative. But this has not ever been my dream. And yeah, it's going to be an uncomfortable conversation. But it's a conversation you should have instead of saying, oh, yeah, Julia messed up the dynamics. It's terrible. It's terrible. Lydia says the Brandons of the world scare me because when they explode, it's not pretty. And Crystal says, yes, it was 100% obvious he doesn't want it. And Raydella says, Brandon needs to get some balls and man up. Betty needs to stay in her lane. 100% stay in your lane. Let go of the reins. Let go of the reins, Betty. He's grown now. He's grown. You've got all the animals to like replace him. And if you wanna boss someone around and care for, you can do that on a regular with all the family. Now, I wanna talk about these dogs. Okay. I don't wanna like come off as judgy. Okay, I, I don't want that. But I do want to say this. It made me feel uncomfortable to see that they were breeding dogs. 
I feel like in 2020, and I get that it's a business and I, I get all that. For me, it made me feel uncomfortable that there are so many dogs, animals in general, that need homes and that are mistreated that I just, I don't know, it just made me feel uncomfortable to see these dogs in cages, especially because, like, you're on a farm. So, like, if indeed you're going to be breeding dogs, which, whatever, right? Can't the dogs roam the farm? Be out in all that openness that you have and, like, be free? Why do they got to be caged up like that on this, all this acreage you have? I saw when you left for your overnight trip, you had to go down this whole acre thing to like leave. Can't the dogs be out in the day? I, I just, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Anything caged like that, unless you're like um, potty training them. And I know that's not the right thing, but I always say that. Unless you're training them, you know, to be indoors and or there's like you're disciplining them for a moment, then like, okay. But that's not what that was. And it made me feel uncomfortable. Uh, Amanda said, same, not judgy at all. It's a yikes. And she said, I'll say it. People can be mad at me, LOL. Same. I can't think of worse profession to be in 2020, 2021 than a dog reader. Yep. Even if adult ones or outdoor kennels they're not pets they're products i hate that yeah housebreaking potty training you get what i mean like i just feel like there's got to be a different way to handle all that and i don't know like the whole breeding lifestyle and if you're watching this uh replay on youtube or you're listening on the podcast then you can go ahead and tell me but for me right now it just made me feel uncomfortable and uh it was no bueno as far as i was concerned then so that's Brandon and Julie. I think I'm going to move on from them because all I know is that Brandon was not the business and Brandon needs to be a man. That's my takeaway. And Brandon needs to stop blaming Julia for everything and be open and honest with his parents. It's all about communication. And you're that close to your parents that they, they put you on. What was that website? Uh, far farmers only or something, whatever dating website, if they felt comfortable enough to do that, then you should feel comfortable enough to sit down and say, hey, listen, this is what's really going on with me. Um, Riddell says, remember, these are the people with crickets in the kitchen. True. And Amanda says, people are coming for them in their business online. The website is bad. Very HTML 2003. So next up is Rebecca and Ziad. Um, so they're on the way home. Dinner's done. They finally get rid of uh, Debbie Downers, Tiffany and Micah. Bye, y'all. Y'all were haters. Just haters. They came with that negative energy. It was so ugly. And I get that Rebecca says they're just being protective, but it's it seemed more than being protective. It seemed angry. And you were being like outwardly hostile towards someone you had never met in real life. So you never really gave them an opportunity to get to know you. And that's super whack. And so Ziad is so much excited to be alone, to be getting to the apartment finally. And he gets there and Rebecca's always like 
giving this weird energy. She's super nervous. She's like making all these excuses, like sorry about the bed on the floor that's not made. It didn't have time and no furniture and the random shopping cart, like sorry for all this. And he's like, oh, no problem, no problem. Uh, he does say, wow, though, when he looks in the room, but he's like, no problem. And Rebecca's worried that he's acting weird. And I want to talk about that. I know I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. Travel. Travel halfway across the world and see what that feels like. Because if you've traveled, you know that you're in a different time zone. You're exhausted. You've been cooped up for hours, 18, 19, 20 plus hours. All you want to do is get to where you're staying, take off your clothes, have a hot shower, maybe have a hot meal, chit chat for a few minutes just to unwind and then go to bed. Because what you're trying to do is adjust and, you know, relax. It's been a long travel day, but no. Rebecca thinks he has an attitude in that uh, he's not acting like himself. Well, he's not acting like himself because he's exhausted. He keeps telling you he's tired. He told you as soon as he got off the, the plane that no, he didn't want to go to dinner, but then he had to go to dinner. And then when he goes to dinner, it's not even enjoyable because your daughter and her fiance are not only giving him the third degree, but they're also being nasty. They're being nasty individuals. And I just was like, oh yeah, I wouldn't be acting like, I would be acting right too, because you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired. Like, give me a minute to breathe. And I thought it was super funny, guys, because Chrissy Teigen uh, posted, and I, I hope I can find it. She posted something hilarious because, you know, A, she's hilarious. But she posted a hilarious tweet. And it said, these people on 90 Days gotta, all capitals, stop planning shit right after their partner lands. No one wants to go to Fuddrockers after an 18-hour flight, Gary. Hilarious. But that's my point, too, right? Go travel. When the world opens up again and we can freely travel and it's safe without this pandemic, I encourage you to go and travel and see what that feels like. And maybe you won't be planning all the crazy things you're planning as soon as someone's foot lands craziness. So there was that. And then uh, they, Zaid finally gets to have a shower and they have their alone time. Yeah, that's true, Jaleesa. Seriously, she made the trip multiple times, but I feel like it was more her being insecure. Like she's insecure about something and I'm not sure exactly what it is, but she's being insecure about this relationship. And I don't know what it is yet, right? So she wants to tell him about living at the apartment in a different apartment with her ex, which I think is stupid. I just think it's stupid. I don't think that that's open and honest communication. I think that that's just asking for drama. You already know that he doesn't like him. You already know that people are making comparisons with him and your Moroccan ex-husband. And now you want to bring up some random stuff that makes no sense. Like, who cares if you lived in the building? You live in the building, but you live in the same apartment. And honestly, who cares? 
Zia's going to say, oh, I don't want to live here anymore because you lived here before with your ex? And, like, how would he ever find out? And why does it matter? It's bizarre. Super bizarre. Uh, Crystal says she's trying to create more drama for her storyline, question mark. Angelisa says, unless the dude lives next door or something, who cares? Exactly, who cares? Who cares? No one. And I might add that I did mention this in a previous show, but like, is that the only building? I have a lot of questions. Okay, we're going to, because you guys brought me here, I'm going to talk about it. So is that the only building that she could rent from in all of where she camped in, I think? Is that the only building in the whole entire city? Is that the only building that she could have moved into? And so I know that she has been dealing with money issues because she's paying off the debt from her ex, right? And she talked about how that turned her upside down. But like you keep talking about, or she keeps talking about how she's been waiting a a year for Zian to get to America. So what have you been doing? And I know I said I'm last minute with packing, but I'm not last minute with, with like a roof over my head. So why was it so last minute for you to get an apartment and to have furniture and to have food in your cupboards and all of that stuff? Why did it take you like to the day or two or week before he arrived? Like, I don't understand that. You said your stuff is in storage. Like, how did you not plan that out? Like, how did you not plan it out? You knew exactly when it was coming. You were refreshing your browser every five seconds. And I'm feeling like instead of refreshing your browser every five seconds, you should have been on the phone with your storage people saying, hey, bring this to the apartment so you could start setting up. And, like, how come you couldn't make the bed that's on the floor? And, like, where is your bed? Because how old are you? Do you know what I mean? Like, were you homeless? Were you living with your daughter before... Ziad came like I have so many questions Radella said she spent the money on the gaming system instead of U-Haul and Julissa says hmm this is the Atlanta Metro so I feel like there are more options yeah and Amanda says I do remember she talked about her credit being really bad so she may be limited and I and I agree I she did say that she was like upside down because of her ex And I did peep that her car was from CarMax. So there is some credit issues. Um, But that still doesn't, you can still plan. You can still, you can have not the best credit and not a lot lot of money and still plan, right? Especially if your stuff is in storage, which she said it is. Go ahead and get out of storage and set some stuff up. And, you know, that's how I feel. Let me know what you guys feel in the comments. Let me know what you feel in the live chat. But I feel like it's a little weird. It's like a little weird that it was so last minute. Anyways, Rebecca wakes up. Julissa says, yeah, I feel like she was focusing on all the wrong things. Exactly. You're going to get a PlayStation or whatever gaming system you're going to get. But then you have Micah the day you're going to the airport bring the TV. Like... And where is he sitting on the floor? Because we did see him on the floor. So She gets up. She has to go to work. Uh, she wakes him up because, you know, she wants to do all the kissy, kissy, kissy. She leaves. And Zia gets up and, you know, wants a little coffee. And here's where 
the poll question comes in because he gets up, he puts on this sweater, he does his hair. That thing that he did with his hair, y'all, like what was that about? Didn't get it. Like, what was that? Is that like the new, I don't know. I don't know. It looked like a peacock. Is it a peacock? A rooster. It looked like a rooster to me. And uh, I do like it way better than the long hair, though, FYI. I do like the short hair better than the long hair. I was just curious. Like, if you're listening on the podcast, I'm doing this fancy hair routine with my hand. But he put his shoes on in the house. And so that was my question. That's part of the the poll. He had his white uh, sneakers on uh, to walk to the kitchen. And, you know, I... This, see this top? This is probably the most dressed up that you guys have seen me in a while. Like, yeah, I did that thing. When I do interviews and stuff, then I get dressed up. But mostly, like, when it's this and we're all just talking, we're all family, I don't get super, super dressed up, right? I get, like, chill. But I'll tell you this. When I wake up, I'm not getting ready to go get coffee. So I just, like, do you put your shoes on in the house? Is that, like, an American thing? It's not, he's not even American. Is So, like... What is that? I'm just curious. I'm very curious. Why would you put your shoes on? You just got out of bed and you just got ready and you're having coffee in your kitchen. You going outside for a walk? Crystal says, well, is the floor like concrete? Yeah, like I'm not saying you can't have socks on or slippers on, but like tennis shoes in the house? I don't know. I have African parents. That should explain everything. So he makes his little coffee. And I noticed like when he opened the cupboards, there was also no food in in the cupboards. There was sugar. And there was like a gallon of milk in the fridge, but like there was not no food. So no food, no furniture. And I haven't forgotten about this random um, shopping cart. It's kind of it's kind of not like the most welcoming, but hey, what do I know? Lydia said the place seemed cold. She wasn't ready for this man. She wasn't ready for the man at all. But at least he could have coffee, which I thought was great. Then it got sad to me because he called his mom. You know, he's already he's only been there for one day, not even, and he's already missing. You know, seeing his mom in person, and he probably because he lived at home is missing the mom cooking his breakfast and him having a whole thing and just getting up and everything being there, right? Let's be real, right? That's part of it. So he calls his mom and he tells his mom how, you know, Tiffany and Micah mistreated him and how they talked to him crazy and compared him to uh, her ex, Rebecca's ex. And the mom, I love this little saying, your hands and fingers are not the same as his. That's such a mom thing to say. I loved it. I loved it. And it's true. Why are you comparing the two? They're totally different. They're not even from the same country. So, like, calm down. Calm down, Tiffany and Micah. And uh, so he sits there on the floor all alone, talks to his mom, and then he basically has nothing to do all day. He's just sitting around waiting for Rebecca to get home. And Rebecca gets home and apparently she picked up his stuff from the post office and he knew instinctively to get the shopping cart. 
Now, which brings me to my next question. For, okay. First of all, why is there a shopping cart? Why is there a shopping cart in your apartment? And now I understand that the shopping cart is there because you use it to like haul things up and down, bring things into the house, which makes sense. I get it. That's pretty effective, especially if you're on a budget. That totally makes sense. But like where I live, you can't, they have these locks. You can't take the shopping cart past the parking area, or even if you do try it, locks. So like, how did she get the shopping cart all the way home? And did she walk it with it? Like, did she go to the grocery store and then decided that she was just gonna keep the shopping cart? And like, why did you bring it all the way into the apartment? Like, did you make a conscious decision? Like, yeah, I kind of like it. Now, on the other hand, I felt like, you know what? It's kind of cool because it's been useful. Zian was able to use it to bring his packages up. And I feel like it could be like a toy. Do you know, they have all that space and no furniture. Zia doesn't have, you know, his gaming system yet. So he could just jump in there and like do wheelies on it, you know, Superman on it, like all the things, all the things that you used to do as a kid. He could do that. And that could entertain him for a couple hours because it totally he could totally do like a TikTok challenge with the shopping cart. Boom, go viral, kind of like that dude on the skateboard, right? He could be drinking milk, the jug of milk in the shopping cart and do like something cute to music. Boom, you got your new challenge. Bam, bam, just like that. Uh <laughs> Radella says apartment complexes usually have one around to bring your packages in, but you're not supposed to keep that. I did not know that. That's good to know. Amanda says she couldn't give him 10 bucks to go get a coffee and a pastry when he got up. I didn't know that. I didn't know that apartment buildings had shopping carts around for you to use. That's actually a really good idea. Crystal says, my apartments have had carts, but not shopping carts. Amen. Maybe her apartment is like, you know, very hipster. So like hipster, hipster area. Because the apartment itself is beautiful. I love the exposed bricks and the vaulted ceilings and the windows, the lighting. I love all that about it. I just felt like, you know, get a couch, make your bed, and have some food in the house. Jeez. Cause you know, you're someone's mama. You should know better. You're not like some random single. You've been married three times already. You're not new to this game. You know, when someone comes over, like, yeah, that's the other thing. You know, your ex is from Morocco. You did the exact same thing. Did you prepare for him? It's bizarre. I have so many questions. Oh, so many questions. Anyhow, moving on to Mike and Natalie. Natalie is a meanie. She's a meanie and a bully. Um, even the cat doesn't really like her. She pulled the cat from the window. The cat tried to jump out of her arms, but Natalie like gave that strangle hold. The strangle, you know, the wrestling hold on the cat. And uh, she's complaining, of course, that she has no friends and it's hard and that she's alone. And uh, she really feels like in the relationship, they have no respect for each other. And uh, she's like, I'm, it's a new culture. It's a new country. It's different living. All of those things are true. 
But Natalie, what are you doing about it to make it a better environment besides just complaining, right? Because I I talked about it last week's show. There's plenty of things that you can do, even if if you're alone, to just enjoy, you know, enjoy the nature, enjoy the pond, enjoy books, watch some TV. I'm in friggin' COVID lockdown and I still there are still things I can do like make it enjoyable it's what you make of it instead you want to be miserable and because you're miserable and she said it and we'll talk about it but because she's miserable she wants Mike to be miserable because she's lashing out at him and that is the part that is just not okay now she decides yeah Lydia said she could have started an OnlyFans you know make that money do the photos because you know we all know she wants to be a model so those could have all been things anyhow she decides she's going to look for the ring because she really wants it and i called it last week i said it last week you guys this whole issue that she's having about the ring is because she feels insecure she feels insecure about her relationship and she wants the ring to solidify that she's indeed going to get married and So it's not about all the other stuff and all that complaining that she's constantly doing. That's all, I should be called Dr. Linda. I'm going to rebrand myself and just call myself Dr. Linda. Yeah, like Jaleesa. Jaleesa's a real doctor. I'm just talking shit. But I'm going to be Dr. Linda and I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be half psychic, half, what is it? Like an empath, empath? I think it's called empath, where you feel people's energy and be half that, half that. Um, no, third. A third that, a third that, and a third relationship expert. What do you guys think? Can I, can I pull it off? <laughs> uh, probably not. Since all of my followers and all of my day oneers are like married kids and all that stuff. Uh, I'm probably not the one that take the advice from, but what I can say is that I called this. I absolutely called this. I absolutely said that it's never been about the ring. It's about her insecurities and her shitty attitude towards the relationship. So she's looking around the house and do you guys remember that, I thought that he put the ring on top of the fridge in the corner, right? Wasn't that where he hid it? Am I wrong, y'all? Tell me in the comments. Tell me in the live chat because I remember that he put it up high there and she looked, that was like the first place she looked. She didn't see it. Um, I thought it was the closet on the top. No, I th- okay, so it was the closet on the top. I thought it was the, the fridge, but the closet on the top. She went in the closet too, the stinky closet. And she didn't find it, but she found the safe. So she convinced herself it was in the safe that she didn't have the key to. Okay. My question is, you're going to find the ring and then what? Just pop it on your finger? After you threw it back at him, threw it in his face? And I called that too, that he was still bitter about it. Called that from like the get-go. So they should really sit down with Dr. Linda since they don't know how to communicate with each other. And I'll tell them exactly what the problem is with their relationship. Mike comes home from work. She is sitting in front of a fireplace that she'd started, which totally 
blows my mind because why did I hear you complain for friggin' seven episodes that you were cold when you had a fireplace? He didn't even have to turn a heater on if you had a fireplace. Has anyone had a fireplace? It like warms up the spot so quickly and it's not hard to do. And it's it's cost effective. So like, Natalie, come on, Natalie. So she's in front of the fireplace. They're gonna make dinner and uh, dinner doesn't go well. She, he wants to make stir fry. And just like with the root beer, root beer being beer, stir fry being no fried food because you're too fat. Oh, but by the way, kiss me now. No, I don't wanna kiss you. I'm pissed because you're being a bitch and I'm gonna have a beer. No alcohol, no alcohol because you need to lose 10 pounds. So I just wish you would listen to me. I want you to eat the way I want you to eat. I want you to talk the way I want you to talk. I want you to pay attention to me the way I want you to pay attention to me. I want you to not drink like I don't drink. I want you to be a vegetarian or vegan or whatever she decides that she is like me because I am of that class, okay? Again, you guys aren't new to each other. You knew exactly who he was because you guys have been together for a few years now. So why now are you saying that he's different, that you have arrived and he's treating you different and the mic that was from the Ukraine is a different... Y'all, remember when they had a fight in the Ukraine, the first place Mike went to was a patio to grab a beer? He's the same dude. He's the exact same dude. So I can't understand what she's not seeing. I can't understand what her problem is. Like, she doesn't know who Mike is. She knows exactly who he is. She just doesn't want to accept it. And she thought, honestly, you guys, she thought that she was going to be able to change him. So that didn't go well. And they sit down and it continues to go downhill from there. So... She's asking him about his IQ. And randomly, who asked that question? But what's your IQ? And she says, mine is high. It's like 110. And he's like, I don't know. And then she calls him low class. She's like, have you ever been to a museum? And he's like, yeah, I've been to the Louvre. And she's like, oh, I took you there. You're low class. And he's like, what are you talking about? And when she said... I live it now. She said that she lives low class. I could see his heart drop from his chest to the floor. He was so hurt by that. Not only is she like emasculating him, she's so unappreciative of everything that he's done to get her here and how patient he's being with the constant nagging and the fact that he has to take care of her because she can't work. Yeah, I'd be upset. Like he was not, he was hurt. He said in his words, he said that some of the things that she says are very hurtful. He didn't even say he was mad, y'all. He was hurt because can you imagine the person that you love that is supposed to love you doesn't like anything about you? wants you to not be who you have been for the past 35 years. Can't drink, you can't eat meat, 
you can't do anything. And then they call you low class. And then they basically call you an alcoholic. And then she says, don't touch me. I'm afraid of you. Hurtful. And then like hurtful, hurtful. On top of, I don't know if I said this, but basically calling him fat, it's, it was hurtful. And he's hurt and you can see it in his face that he's just hurt by the things that she constantly says. And now you don't even respect the fact that I work a million hours to keep a roof over our heads, my head. I got myself out of $30,000 of debt so that I could bring you over here. And you're saying that you now live in low class. I thought it was really, just really, really mean, mean spirited. So anyways, and then also calling him dumb. So she says she has 110 IQ and that he's low class. And you know what? Finally, I was happy that Mike stood up for himself. I was happy that he says to her, what makes you so special? What makes you better than everyone else? What makes you all upper class? What makes you that? And she didn't want to hear that. She like deflected that 100% and said, you know, I've said what I had to say. But he was like, no, really, what class do you live in? Okay. She goes to camera and says how... She doesn't like how she's being treated. And she goes to camera saying, when the producer asks, do you provoke Mike? And she's like, yeah, I do. I want him to feel what I feel. I was like, this is not a healthy relationship. It's not healthy because you lash out at him and say mean things when you don't get your way. And as far as I can see, he's trying. And maybe you don't like the things that he does. And maybe you don't like the things that that he's into but you knew who he was this whole time and you chose to be with him. So that really, my friend, Natalie, that's on you. And I don't want to, so I'm gonna do it anyways. I think that she's being a terrible, terrible, terrible girlfriend. I think she's being terrible. And I try not to say mean things but she's being terrible and she's treating Mike terribly and it's coming across that way. And I, it's just not good. And I don't, I don't see how she doesn't see that. I don't see how she doesn't see how rude and obnoxious and mean spirited she's being and how words are hurtful. Right. So you can't never take that back. Do you know what I mean? You can never say, you can never take back calling someone low class. And then you can never take back the fact that you said, she, I live it now. You can't ever take that back. Rodella says, like she was living in a mansion before. Yeah, I talked about that. We, we seen where you live with your mom in that apartment. Stop playing. Like Mike said, what makes you better? What makes you better? It was sad. I felt bad for him. Because, you know, at the end of the day, he was just hurt. He was hurt. And, like, with all of that, why would she? Why would he ever want to give the ring back? Why? Of course he's unsure because she doesn't make it easy. And he said that, too. She doesn't make it easy. Not one bit. Then there was Jovi and Yara. First of all, breaking news, she had the baby, and I think it's funny, and I think that that's why they, TLC didn't want all this stuff to leak, because it did, and we already know that she had the baby, and we reported it here first 
on the melanated way. But I, I just, I was tickled to see how it was unfolding. So she goes uh, to meet uh, Joey's mom and his aunt, so Gwen and Renette. And again, not so welcoming. They're more like an inquisition. You know, they're concerned about her true intentions. The mom really wants, really wanted um, Jovi to be with a quote unquote Bayou girl, but you know, here they are. So here they are and they're sitting in the coffee. Hey, Selwa. Sitting in the coffee house and they're just, they're not attacking her, but they're not like, hey, so like, tell me about yourself. What's your story? They're like, so have you been married before? How did you and Jovi meet? Oh, you met online? It's 2021. Yeah, they met online. Okay. <laughs> and then, oh, you've been engaged before? And all of a sudden being engaged and breaking off an engagement is like super taboo. What? So what? What's the big deal? What's the big draw? Does Jovi know? I'm sure he knows. And again, what's the big deal? Like, who cares? Who cares if she was engaged before? Who cares if she was married before? She's not now. She's with your son now. And that's what should be important. But no. All of a sudden, it's an issue because I guess when Yara said that she met Jovi four months after, that was a red flag for Gwen. So she was really concerned about that. And then they were also concerned about the fact that she was wearing her ring on her right hand and not her left hand. And when Yara explained to them the, the logic behind that and how that's what they do in their country and the left hand means something totally different, they should have respected that because that's her culture. But no, they, they're side-eyeing her like she's doing something wrong. I was like, oh, okay. So then Gwen is insisting that they have a party because that's what they do in their culture. And we can call it a gathering and not a wedding party. And Yara stood her ground. She was like, no, I don't want to have a party if my family can't be here. That's why I just want me and Jovi to go to Vegas and have our wedding. That way, it's just the two of us. And I want to know what you guys think. Do you think that she should bend a little bit and because they are in New Orleans and maybe that's because where they're going to live, that she should have the party because I'm sure that they're going to have more gatherings with friends and family. She should really get to know them. Do you think that that's what she should do and appease Gwen or should she should do what she wanted to do, which is go to Vegas and not have a party and not have a gathering? I don't know. I'm kind of stuck in the middle. I feel like she should do what she wants. I think that she should have the Vegas wedding, but I also think she should have like a little after party for the family and friends because she's going to have to be around them anyways. That way everyone's happy. You know, it's not the actual wedding. It's not a reception. It's just a party. And you could call it like a get to know you party. I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. Anyhow, Gwen's really pushing it. Yara's not budging. But we see at the end that she basically says, okay, I'll think about it. And in the meantime, the mom's like, I'm concerned. I don't, because, you know, Ukrainian women just want to come to America. It's like, Gwen, I know you didn't just throw that stereotype out there. I know. Oh, but she's a nice girl. Do you know what I mean? Sounds a little like, 
Oh, but I have some black friends. You know what I mean? It's a little, it's a little, it's a little on the line. It's a little, didn't like it. That's all I'm saying. So uh, we see Yara walking around New Orleans. And again, I know I talked about this before, but I have to say it again. I know we're in a pandemic and, you know, everything's not open. But New Orleans is New Orleans. Even just looking at the buildings are amazing. But they had her walking around all sad and depressed and lonely, the streets of New Orleans. And I'm giggling because I've just never heard that about New Orleans. Like, not ever. Even people who aren't big travelers, when they go to New Orleans, and especially when they go for Mardi Gras, they just have an amazing time. And even if they don't, like, they're not super social, they love the food. And if they're not foodies, they love the architecture or they just love the funny things that happen in the city. So I, I'm so confused by her just like clutching her purse and walking down the street all sad and lonely. I'm like, what? I have never, I have never seen that. I've never heard that about that city. Not ever. Anyway, she uh, <laughs> is feeling sad and alone and doesn't like New Orleans and being there by herself. So she's trying to go to the gym and stuff, but she's been feeling really sick lately, really tired lately. And all she wants to do is sleep. And I was like, oh, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. And then she calls her friend and basically says the same thing. And her friend's like, you should go to the pharmacy and get a pregnancy test because you're probably pregnant. And she was. I mean, she didn't confirm it, but I'm confirming it for you. She was. She was pregnant while they were filming. And now they have a baby. And so it was fun for me to watch that and be like, ding, 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 ding. Anyhow, that was them. Then there was Andrew. <sighs> yeah, I just took a deep breath because this dude right here. So it's been 48 hours since Amir has been detained and he's kicking it in dining at the hotel. He says that he's exhausted his resources and the only thing on his mind is her safety. But meanwhile, he's got his drink in his hand, his burger in his face, and is kicking it. Now, I'm sorry, what resources did you exhaust? The, where you picked up the phone and got hung up on and didn't do anything else? You didn't get on a plane. You didn't go downstairs to reception. You didn't even call the daddy back. You just sat there. You didn't text her. You didn't, you, what, tell me what you did. Okay. Show me your receipt. Show me how you got up off of your butt. And the woman that you said you've been dating for two years is detained and you haven't heard from her in 48 hours. And it was your idea for her to fly to Mexico, but you can't be bothered to leave your room. But you want to tell the fans that you've exhausted all your resources as you chew on that burger. I hope you choke on that burger. No, I don't. But you're outrageous. You're outrageous. You're outrageous and you're selfish. And to me, that shows that you don't really care about her at all. That's what that shows to me. And... I got to say, I was getting like, I want to know what you guys thought, but I was getting some manipulator vibes from him when he was talking to camera like that, because he was talking to the camera like he was so concerned 
I've exhausted all my resources and the only thing I can think about is Amira and her well-being. I will not rest until I know she's safe. Stop it. Stop it. Stop playing. Just say, like, don't try to manipulate. You can't, your words are not greater than your actions, okay? Your actions are what is showing me what you really are about. And your actions are sitting chilling, sitting in your resort chilling, doing nothing making a call here that there but you can't even call because you don't speak the language and yet you're not doing anything to expedite that you're not finding a translator none of it it's just ridiculous you shouldn't have left the airport as soon as you found out that she got detained that's what i feel but you had that resort book so hey go ahead and handle it uh five hours later she he sees that she's online. He sends her a WhatsApp message and she responds, hi, baby. She's on a plane back to Amsterdam. So, you know, she got detained for three days. They deported her back to France and she was on her way back to France. And then we see her side and she's crying and, you know, homeboy didn't even message her. She said when she landed to see if she landed, if she was safe, did she get to the hotel okay? Not, he hasn't done any of that. So again, you've exhausted your resources, right? And she's really upset because he's the one that pushed her to go, she says. And she wasn't really open about her doing anything else. She says that he said that he does everything for her. She does nothing. And, but hey, you're free to make your own decision. But if you don't come and resent you for the rest of your life, that doesn't sound like a free decision to me. Does it to you all? Because that doesn't sound like a free decision to me. So she felt like she had to go and she gets there. She has no support from him. We knew it was a risk, he says, but you weren't prepared to do anything else. You just wanted it to work. And you you basically forced her to come and you didn't support her. Uh, Belly's asking, did they deport her because of COVID or some other reason? So it's not super clear why she got deported, but I'm going to tell you what I think. So because there was a travel ban and in the midst of COVID and the U.S. closed its borders, but also Europeans weren't supposed to travel, right? And although that Mexico didn't have closed borders, they know what people are doing when they're traveling from one country trying to get to the next country. So when she said they didn't tell her anything, I'm sure at the airport before they detained her, where are you off to? How long are you staying? What's the purpose of your visit? All of that stuff. And she probably couldn't answer those questions correctly because you basically are in Mexico for 14 days to quarantine. Well, why are you quarantining for 14 days? Well, because you're on your way to America. Well, you're not supposed to travel from the, from Europe to America. The borders are closed. So you can't then use us as the in-between. Do you see what I'm saying? So I think it was more that than anything else. Uh, Rodella says, yeah, he found out from her dad about the detention. Paperwork said something dealing with her passport. Yeah, so I posted on her social media. Um, it said something about her passport, but some people were saying she didn't have a passport, but she couldn't travel internationally if she didn't have a passport, you guys. So I don't think it's that. I, I do think it's what I what I said, where she was not supposed to be traveling en route to America through Mexico. 
they kiboshed that. And really, if you think about it, she had to, it would have actually perhaps happened there or it would have happened at the border in from Mexico to the US. So there was like a double whammy there. Um, so she talks about how terrible the detention was, how they robbed her of dignity. There's no toilet paper. She couldn't shower. They took her cell phone. Can you imagine how scary it is for an adult? And I know this is a little off topic, but like all the detention centers that separate children and their families in America, it just, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. So yeah, she's traumatized and she's trying to heal from that. And I don't blame her. And she has a fiance that didn't even see if she arrived in Amsterdam. Okay. Pretty but you've you've exhausted all your resources. I don't know. You guys tell me. Actions speak louder than words. That's all I know. He's not even using his words because he didn't even call or text her. Hope you got to Amsterdam okay. Thoughts and prayers. Anyhow, on to Hazel and Tariq. So they're in the pandemic and uh, they got their masks on. Uh, before I move on, Amanda says, I don't agree with trying to skirt around the travel guidelines, but I think maybe she would have been better off if she just got a round trip ticket. Oh, totally. Totally. And I don't know if she didn't do that, um, but obviously there was an issue. So Tariq and Hazel are having um, lunch or a meal on the on the boardwalk uh, just so that she could see a little bit of Virginia beach before the city goes really on lockdown and so first of all I got distracted by Tariq's outfit I felt like that outfit was like so 1990s like I don't know maybe it's the chain the Tarzell chain the hat all I don't know you guys I just got distracted the red I don't know I got distracted by it, though. It really distracted me. I was like, what, what do you have on? What year is this? But anyhow, sidetracked. <laughs> okay, still sidetracked. Hazel was impressed by Tariq is stuck in his style when he was 20. Facts. Crystal said he's all over date. Yeah, it was very distracting. It's very distracting to me. I had a hard time. As you can see, you guys, I know we take a lot of notes. I had a hard time taking notes because um, I was distracted by everything that was going on with them. His outfit was the most distracting to me. But so they're sitting on the patio and Hazel talks about how she wants to meet girls, how she's bisexual. And then Tariq says, you can pick from all kinds. What? What? What does that mean? You can pick from all kinds. Like then he says, like there's black girls, there's white girls, there's Thai girls, and I was like, so like you're at a market? Because that just sounds weird to me. You can pick all kinds. Anyhow, sidetracked again, and Treek wants to bring in a third person. His preference is a Thai girl. So because Hazel wants a girlfriend, right, as well as 
Tariq frees her husband. So they're going to be a thruple. His preference if they do that is that she's a Thai girl, which, you know, I just have so many questions, you guys. I have so many questions. Belly says, Treek only likes Thai women side eye. And it's me. Hi, it's me, everyone in the live chat. Say hi to it's me. I think she's new because I haven't seen that. Um, hey, girlfriend. Oh, welcome, new. Welcome. It's me. Welcome. We love having you here. Okay, so this situation. Okay, first of all, I want to say that I think these two, I think Tariq really loves Hazel. Okay. I think Tariq, and I've said it before, I think Tariq really loves Hazel. I think Hazel likes them a lot and cares for him as a person. But I think Hazel wants a girlfriend. I think Hazel wants a girlfriend. I think that, and who am I to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. I don't think she's really bisexual. I just think that she was never allowed to be with females because her parents, like she said, were so religious and that she wanted her parents to still like her. So I think that she was scared. And now that she feels like she's free to do what she wants, she wants a girlfriend, right? That, I feel like that's the case. So this whole threesome that's going to happen fascinates me because I want to know how, how it's going to work. And like the live chat is saying, so it's your girlfriend, the two of you, and like how, like, how does it work? How does it work? Do you take them both out for for dates, date nights? Are all four of you going to be sleeping in the bed? Like, I'm trying to, y'all help me out. Help the sister out. I don't understand how this whole thing is going to work. Because they tried it before with Minty. And Hazel got jealous because, A, she knows that her man loves Thai girls. And she's from the Philippines. And you know, this girl's from Thailand and Tariq apparently speaks Thai. And so they were speaking Thai to each other and she felt jealous and left out. So they broke up. That's what she's saying. So translating into Tariq, you need to break up with Minty because you're paying too much attention to her and not enough attention to me, which then tells me there's obviously going to be a problem. How are the three of you going to be in a relationship unless you find another girl who is a lesbian and is only your girlfriend and has real no interest in Tariq because that's the only way it's going to work because she will always then be jealous. You feel me? You you see what I'm saying? Do you guys agree with me? Because that's what I think. Like it's never going to be equal, equal grounds unless it's like, okay, you're the main girl and you're the side chick girl. But then if it's both girl, you're the girlfriend and the wife. See what I'm saying? Someone's always going to be, not happy and someone's always going to feel like they're not being paid enough attention to. That's what I think. So then Treek says the virus happened and Hazel calls him out on contacting Minty, their ex, because she went through his phone and I wanted to talk about this. Okay. So his I want, I hope that he was able to watch this because when guys get caught in stupid lies or caught doing something they shouldn't be doing, the excuses that come out of their mouth, it just, it's so blatantly something that is not true or something that you just made up that it makes no sense. So he said, the virus, the virus happened 
And I was so concerned for her that I text her to see if she was okay. First of all, you did what? You did what? Because any woman, and you guys can back me up in the live chat, any woman knows when you get the random text from dude, dude has taken any excuse he can to text you. Hey, I saw you were on Facebook. You good? Hey, I saw you posted that TikTok. You good? Hey, there's a worldwide pandemic. You good? You know what I mean? Any excuse to slide into that DM, they're going to have an excuse. So if they haven't talked to you forever, they just need to see something, some crazy something. Um, maybe you posted, hey, I'm at Ralph's. I heard you like groceries. You good? You see what I'm saying? Like, stop it. So the pandemic happened and you happened to have to text her and say that, hey, are you good? Even though she wasn't good, what were you going to do from America and she's in Thailand? Like, anywho. That was my first question. Then the second question before I move on was that when he sent the text, did he send it in English or in Thai, because when you backtrack and you watch this sex part, and Hazel said that she was feeling jealous and left out because they were talking Thai to each other because Shriek speaks Thai and she doesn't understand it, Hazel, right? So then would Tariq then text in English to Minty? Because if you normally speak Thai or when you... Unless he doesn't know how to write Thai. Maybe that's what it is. Because I was just thinking, then how was Hazel able to read the text? Same thing. But maybe. Maybe it was in English because maybe he didn't write it. Think about it. What do you guys think? Anyways, she goes through his phone, sees the text, calls him out on it. And he tries to make up some cockamamie story about the virus. And uh, really was like, again trying to pull a fast one. Riddell says an ex from long ago called my house while I was at my mom's, LOL. Haven't listened to the message yet. See, see how they do? I heard you were at your mom's, you good girl. <laughs> um, so here's the other thing that got me distracted. So she calls him out on his BS cause he called or he texted or contacted whatever he did uh, to Minty and got called out. But then he tries to twist it and says, the issue is like, you know, Hazel can do anything. Basically, I have nothing to hide. But the issue of her looking through my phone concerning to me because why did she feel she had to do that? I literally wrote down, bro, bro, bro. If you need to ask that question, that's the problem. Don't try to twist it and make it seem like she's the crazy one and she's got issues and trust issues because she felt like she needed to do that. No, bro, it's you. Clearly, you got some shade going on. Clearly, it's a vibe. Clearly, she knows her man. And that's why she went through your phone because you did some shade. And she knew you were doing shade because women have that sense. And had you told her, like she said, why don't you just tell me first, hey, you know what? Hey, honey, you know... COVID's happening, and I'm concerned about you, but I'm also concerned about Minty. I'm going to go ahead and hit her up. Done that? 
wouldn't have been a problem. But you didn't do that. Instead, you contacted her and you kept in contact with her and didn't say anything the whole time. So then, then try to twist it and be like, what's your problem? Why are you looking through my phone? Anyhow, so that was my thought. That was my thought on them. Then they talked about their sex life and the co-sleeping and that whole situation. And honestly, you guys, I Tariq says that, you know, it's Ari that doesn't want to sleep in the room and, and literally was like, hey, Ari, do you want to sleep here? Which sounded super rhetorical because he's the one that doesn't want her to sleep in that room. Plus the room is a total mess. It reminded me of Hoarders. And for the, like, for the simple fact that he was like, okay, well, my job is going to get some carpet cleaners here. Your job is to clean up this room. This free labor business that you guys have is, the entitlement is unbelievable. These Americans are coming in like, hey, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. Um, what? This is your daughter's room. I just got here. How about we both clean this place up? I'm not your maid. I'm your fiance. Okay. Anyhow. So she wants to start training Ari to sleep in that room. And I got to say, it's going to be hard because Tariq is codependent, right? And yes, I understand um, he has a daughter with special needs, but he's also been single for seven years and a single dad for seven years. And so Ari also fills that gap for him as well. And, you know, he's her she's his safety blanket and that's why he doesn't want her to 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 break away and so i kind of agreed with hazel like she's growing up you're not going to be able to sleep with her forever so like let's try to start this transitioning and having her be independent and you know what even though she has special needs she can still be a strong independent person she can still be someone that makes her own decisions and you can just be there to support her you don't have to be um making all the decisions for her. So that's what I think. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I feel like he's codependent on her as well and he's afraid to to break free a little bit. And that seems to kind of be the running theme this season about the boundaries of parents and children. But who knows? That was this, that was it, you guys. That was the whole episode. And I know it talked longer because there was so much drama, but it was so good. I think that so far, this is my favorite episode. I'm going to hit up the live chat before we end and do our poll questions. Um, Crystal says, where will the girlfriend sleep? That's what I said. Are the four of them going to sleep in the bed? Don't know. And Rodella says, remember Hazel asked him if he waited for her to come and clean the house fast. So she knows her man, like I said. He absolutely did wait and he absolutely did expect her to clean the house and be like the cleaning person anyways love the show hope you guys love the show let's do the poll and if you guys it's me we have a poll at the bottom of your screen or four questions and before we go to that you guys i soft launched my website and i guess i'll talk about it when i do the poll questions all right here we go First question, whose team are you on? Are you team Mike or team Natalie? With 85.7% of the vote, 
Team Mike, Natalie did get 14.3% of the vote. So there are people that are on Natalie's side and feel her and feel her pain. Second question was, uh, oh, shows. That's why you guys didn't get it. Because I spelt show, shoes, shows. The question was supposed to be, shoes on in the house like Ziad, question mark. Not shows on in the house. That doesn't even make sense. What language is that? She's on in the house. So this one will be a toss-up because clearly the question was not written correctly. So she's on in the house, like Zied. Yes, it's okay or no, never. I'm going to say it's a 50-50 tie because I totally messed up that question. So 50% of the people say, yeah, it's okay. And 50% say, no, never. Um, I'm going to go with no, never. No, like never, ever, never, ever, never, ever. Just like you don't have your outside clothes in your bed. You don't have your outside shoes in the house. Tracking around all the joints and dirt. Think about all that stuff that's out there that's now going to be in your beautiful house. Yuck. Anyhow, next question. Did Braden's parents have a right to be angry with him and Julia? 25% said yes, they need to pull their weight and help out. No freeloaders in this house. But 75% said no. Um, what did they do before Julia got there? And what will they do when Brandon moves out? And last but not least, have you checked out my new website? 50% uh, said yay, yes. And 50% said not yet, but I will. So guys, my new website has done a soft launch. LindaIsSoGirly.com and spelled L-I-N-D-A-I-S-S-O-G-I-R-L-I-E.com. And it's going to be all things. So the Melanated Way is one thing under my umbrella. Uh, I do celeb interviews. Um, I'm going to have a lifestyle component, a spirituality component, trending component, just so much stuff. Everything is there. So everything and anything, uh, Linda is so girly, is under that umbrella. And I hope you guys check it out. Make sure that you like, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, because we are really breaking news, you guys, all the time. Like, I'm breaking news all the time. And you want to say you heard it here first. So at 90 Day, the Melanated Way on YouTube, make sure you're liking and subscribing. And so tomorrow we've decided 8 o'clock, we have a special guest, Evelyn from 90 Day Fiance. And at 9 o'clock, we will do 90 Day Bears All. And on Wednesday... Let's just stick with Wednesday's show. We'll do Wednesday's news and gossip, same time, same place. Cool? Love you guys. Thank you, new people, for joining. Thank you, thank you. Loved having you here. And I will see you guys all tomorrow. Good night.